everybody. Carlos Danger, Insufferable Bastards. We're talking about Halloween Kills. This is the Halloween Kills episode. Usually I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Brian Spears, but he is a uh, movie makeup guy and he's working on some movies. You know, he does like, uh, not gore effects anymore. I always forget prosthetics, prosthetics. You know, if there's like a gunshot wound. He makes the gunshot wound or somebody else makes it and he applies it. I don't know. It's very complicated. But so he can't join us. So I'm going to make this quick, right? This, isn't, this is not the definitive one because I really want to talk to Brian about it. Nobody wants to hear me drone on for 20 minutes, but it's going to happen anyway. So sit back, okay? This movie stinks. Halloween Kills stinks. Other than a couple of jarring murders slasherish type murders maybe actually well two two although one i couldn't really tell what was going on i had to go look it up on youtube other than that this movie i, I didn't get it it makes no sense to me i was confused I, oh and spoiler alert all right like i might give away some stuff on twitter i mentioned that they should have called it halloween elder abuse because of the number of senior citizens Michael Myers targets in like the first half hour of this movie. I mean, I think it's only three, but I'm like, what is going on? Nobody wants to see anybody over uh, 50 getting murdered in a, in, in a horror movie, unless you've established, you know, they're like bad guys or they kind of deserve it, you know, and then we can, but otherwise this is like, he's Michael Myers pick, picking on senior citizens. I don't really get that. So I put that a uh, Halloween, Halloween, not Halloween kills, Halloween elder abuse. Somebody tweeted at me telling me to be quiet, like no spoilers. Uh, it's, what is a surprise? People die in a Halloween movie? What are you talking about? Watch the spoilers. Give me a break, people. But the, like the movie starts off and it, it, it revisits 1978. Like it kind of goes into what happened after the famous ending where crazy Donald Pleasance realizes the boogeyman is not uh, on the ground. You know, the shape has disappeared. And I don't know. If the- the cop that played, he's played uh, by, what's his name, Will Patton as, a, as an adult. Apparently, he's been on the police force for 70 years. I guess that's, well, my father was like 55 years, 54 years. But it's like Pete Holmes. I don't know. It's this Pete Holmes looking guy. You know Pete Holmes from Crashing, the stand-up comedian, who, by the way, I think uh, he's in the, the, the Home Alone sequel or reboot that's coming to the Disney Channel or Disney Plus, whatever you have to call it now. My idea is, I mean, the movie looks like, like awful. I mean, it's going to be awful. Let's let's face it. So no Macaulay Culkin, right? Macaulay Culkin's like 80 now. You can't have another Home Alone movie, but Disney's going to try to uh, shove it down our throats. Anyway, Pete Holmes, I, I think, plays the dad. They should just have Pete Holmes play Macaulay Culkin character in this Home Alone reboot. Just never acknowledge the fact that he's a full-grown man. Just have Pete Holmes do it, right? Couldn't you see Pete Holmes doing that? It's kind of like creepy, creepily charming. You ever listen to his podcast? It's kind of creepy. But anyway, so this Pete Holmes looking cop, you know, I I don't know. He has a chance sort of to kill Michael Myers. I I, I don't know what was going on there. I was so confused. I don't know why we're back in 1978. And then at the same time, we're introduced to to Lonnie, some little kid named Lonnie. Lonnie's kind of getting bullied. But then we see Lonnie later on. And I, I don't know. He seems okay. I, I don't know. I, who was Lonnie? Why was there so much Lonnie in this movie? For a while there, I thought Lonnie was the main character. I like the guy's performance. I guess I wanted to know more about Lonnie. Because, uh, you know, he's at the bar and he looks like one of those guys that's been to a bar many times before. He looked very much uh, at home in that bar. You know, he looked a little puffy, eyes a little uh, watery for no reason there. 
probably get some high blood pressure issues, probably had a bad headache, you know, just too much beer and stuff in the system 24 hours a day. But I don't know. But then, you know, Lonnie is eventually, he's not really in the movie at all. But I don't know. We're introduced to Lonnie in 1978. So we get a little, uh, I don't know, the cop backstory there for, for, I didn't really understand why. And then, you know, if fast forward, or maybe this was right before the flashback, I don't know, this movie was confusing as hell to me. I, I don't know what was going on in the first 20 minutes. We get continuation over the last movie, Left Off, where you know, Michael Myers comes out of that burning house, which, hey, in the previews, that looked pretty cool. I mean, that's maybe why I had, I, I didn't like the 2018 Halloween, although if you go back and listen to the episode, I probably said I did. I don't know. But right now I'm thinking to myself, I thought some of it was okay. I thought there was some funny stuff in it. I like some of the quirkiness of that movie a little bit. But I also remember it being kind of boring. And then there was that bizarre twist where like the doctor becomes the bad guy. I completely forgot about that until like I literally started watching the movie today. And I was like, why are my hopes so high for this movie? The last one was kind of sucky. And it was something that Mondo Creepy on Twitter our friend Mondo Creepy, Matt Masto, he had pointed out, I, I, why are people so surprised that the reviews for Halloween Kills aren't all that? Did, did you guys remember the 2018 one? <laughs> it's, it's like we all collectively forgot about it, but the poster looked good and the preview looked good of like, hey, it's Michael Myers taking on the volunteer fire department. I haven't, finally the fire department gets their comeuppance. I thought that was a little subversive and weird. Uh, but when Michael Myers, right, I know the scene has actually played out was sort of comical. I mean, not, I'm not a stickler for, for realism in a movie like this. Not so much. But I've been to many, like, structure fires, they call them. You know, you're, you're, things are burning and firefighters are, uh, are responding. And I don't think, I, I just doubt if a dude came walking out of a burning house and then, like, picked up an axe type thing or a pickaxe type thing. All the other firefighters would get their 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 axes to the ready and and get ready to do battle. That just I don't think that would happen. There there would be there's always a cop at a fire. It's not like a you know the, a burning. There was a massive fire that was fully engulfed, man. A B C D sides. It's all up. Uh, they never would have even sent anybody into that thing. It was such a bad fire. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's no way no one goes into a fire like that. Why am I talking about that so much? I don't know. It just annoyed me. So then the one, one firefighter gets his chainsaw. Come on. He starts his chainsaw already. They use those things. I'm not going to ventilate. Uh, that was just, I thought that was ridiculous, you know? And then the callback to the original movie in that Michael Myers versus firefighter scene where, you know, remember in the, in the original movie, that opening scene where little Mikey Myers picks up the mask and it switches to his point of view in the cat, which I, I don't. All right. You can do that in 1978, but come on, don't try that. But instead, we get we get the view through like a dying firefighter's broken face cap thing, his oxygen or whatever, his his mask, really. And it got it got a little John Wick there. I was like, this is Mike Myers. This Michael Myers or John Wick. It didn't feel like a Halloween movie. I guess that's one of my major complaints about Halloween Kills. It just or Halloween Elder Abuse. It just didn't feel like a Halloween movie. And Larry Dwyer of the horror, news, the horror News Network. I'll learn to speak one day. He kind of points this out in his review. I saw his review and I was sort of, I, I saw his review like the minute the movie ended on my end, I just happened to come across my Facebook feed and I was really nervous it was going to be like a glowing review of it. But Larry's pretty honest. I've seen some other ones. I think it was, uh, 
But in that Dread Central, the bloody disgusting, you can tell the reviewer is totally pulling punches in the review. Probably, you know, they'll, just they'll never get an interview or any kind of press offerings from the studio, from Blumhouse, if they give it a bad review. But Larry's, I thought he was right on the nose here. He says, uh, one of my main problems with these new Halloweens is the same that I had with Rob Zombie Editions. I felt that both filmmakers completely ignored what made the John Carpenter original so successful. Simplicity. Carpenter didn't fill the story with unnecessary character arcs, romances, drama, etc. He didn't waste time explaining complicated backstories or focusing on gory kills or lecturing the audience on the evils of mob justice. Yeah, that, that's, that's... This feels to me, Halloween Kills feels like it would be a Friday the 13th sequel, if that makes sense. I feel part of the problem with these Halloween reboots is that the first one's a good movie, a great movie, right? I mean, you, you can rank it up there. I, I'm not like a massive Halloween fan either. I'm not, I'm not even a massive horror genre guy. I know I joined a podcast that was called The Mobile Horror Companion, but I was invited to join. What am I going to say no? I'm a movie fan. My background is in movie reviewing to some extent. You know, I'm a journalist, but the first Halloween's good. You know, I think John Carpenter made two great, great movies. The Thing being better, I think The Thing is one of the, it's in my top 10 movies of all time. You know, Goodfellas, The Godfather, Dirty Harry, The Thing. I almost said Once Upon a Time in the West, but I don't mean that. I mean, No Country for Old Men, Raising Arizona, Miller's Crossing. Halloween's there, you know, I don't know, 15 or so, maybe the top 20 greatest movies of all time. So uh, there's a certain expectation. You're going to get some, there's nothing scary about Halloween Kills. I, is there, were you scared at all watching this movie? Maybe the scene, spoiler alert, towards the end where Laurie Strode's granddaughter, whatever her name is, is rummaging around the Michael Myers homestead with a shotgun. In her hand? Were they even in the Michael Myers? That was another thing. I was so confused. Where were this? Was, where, where were they? What house are they in now? Totally lost. Wait, it's not. What, what? There's a North Haddonfield? I never knew that before. Is that the part of Haddonfield that like, they built in the 90s when the McMansion started uh, being put up and they didn't want to be called Haddonfield, so they gave themselves their own new town name? Like where, where I live, there's Shelton, but then there's Huntington. They want a zip code. It's, it's you know, a creation of realtors. North Haddonfield. Did anybody else catch that? There's a North Haddonfield. But, other than, but what, what else was scary about this movie? Nothing. You get Michael Myers versus the, uh, the firefighters there. And then you get the introduction. And I don't know if I'm telling this in the right order, but again, I, it was so confusing. There were like four different movies going on, which Larry kind of, Larry kind of pointed out there in his review. There's so many different story threads and so many unnecessary characters that I just wrote another review uh, I think it was the Hollywood Reporter. It was like it just introduces characters, pretty much just to get them killed, just to, to amp up the body count, which can serve a purpose. But I don't know. For me, it just didn't work in this. But so these are all characters who have survived Michael Myers. And so, did anybody buy that all these survivors of this spree killer? Like a, a massively, like, a, you know, he would be historic in terms of spree killing this guy. 
that they would gather in a bar and like and commemorate it like that. Every and the age difference. <laughs> it's just all oh, I don't know. Anthony Michael Hall. I wanted to cheer for Anthony Michael Hall. He plays Tommy Doyle. I mean, look, can they just call him Tommy Jarvis? If that was Tommy Jarvis, that character, I sort of would have accepted that. But yeah, Anthony Michael Hall is, he's not, he's kind of the Donald Pleasance character in a way. Like he has all, every line in this movie, by the way, the, the first 20 minutes of this movie, every line is delivered. Like it's trying out to be the tagline on the poster. There's so much, I mean, they're just bad. The dialogue on this, in this movie is bad. And Anthony Michael Hall gets a lot of, I mean, it needed editing. He gets, he's just like weirdly angry, you know, and he looks like his veins going to pop out of his head the whole time. But it's Anthony Michael Hall. So it's not like, I don't know. He, he's sort of set up as an anti-hero to a certain extent, but I just, I just didn't get it. You know, so basically the movie sets out and it's all these survivors to a certain extent, although like half of them are dead, it seemed right away. Including, uh, I mean, not, no, Lonnie doesn't die right away. Eventually he does. But Lonnie's a part of this mix, right? They, they all set out to confront Michael Myers. <laughs> I mean, it's like 40 people. And then they're all in the hospital. Why are they all in the hospital in the first place? I, I didn't understand. Why? What are they all doing in the hospital? I, I kind of missed that. So I guess they needed a, a like... <laughs> They needed a location where a bunch of people could be in a hospital so they could turn into a mob all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, there is this weird thing where Anthony Michael Hall leads a mob and they go up. I don't know. This is a small town, right? I, I, how many floors are, are in this hospital? This is like a 126 floor hospital. And they, <laughs> they chase this guy who's obviously not Michael Myers. For, it seemed like 20 minutes. That's spoiled. Guess what happens to the guy? He jumps out a window. And then the, what I loved about it, I don't think they're trying to make any point about mob rule. I don't think this is a cancel culture statement. And the reason I think that is because what, what does the camera do after the guy jumps out the window and falls, I think, 140 stories? They should give us multiple shots of his mangled body. So we get the gore, you know, the money shot. So any kind of point they were trying, I mean, you know, okay, all right. They, what are we supposed to feel there? I don't, I, I didn't get that. And the whole evil dies tonight. I think this is already in the 24 hours this movie's been out is already gone. It's already gone down in inf infamy as one of the dumbest continuously repeated lines. It, okay. Evil dies tonight. I, all right. Okay, put it on the poster. Let Jamie Lee Curtis say it. And yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis is barely in the movie. Didn't really bother me. But yeah, she's, she's not. She's sort of sidelined. <laughs> she spends the whole... It's like she's high on morphine the whole movie. Consider she's recovering from that bad uh, wound. They do surgery on her. And she's talking to Will Patton. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why those scenes are in the movie. It's just the two of them. I guess Will Patton had a day and Jamie Lee Curtis was like, all right, you got me for 48 hours. Let, let's film something, David. But uh, evil dies tonight. Yeah, the mob chants it. Chants it. Okay, all right. I'll, okay, they're chanting evil dies tonight. It's collective trauma of some kind. Mob gone wild, right? We all loved Frankenstein when they went after the monster with the pitchforks. 
Although the monster in Frankenstein is a sympathetic character. But here's how bad this movie is. And this kind of summed up the movie. Tommy Jarvis, and I'm just going to call him Tommy Jarvis because I think that would, it, would, it works better. If you look at this as a, as a Friday the 13th movie and set your expectations lower, you can get a joy out of some of the badness of the camp. But Tommy Jarvis, Anthony Michael Hall, is about to leave a room to go, you know, to go cause this mental patient literally to jump to his death. He stops for a moment and he looks back at the crowd and he again says, evil dies tonight, like the way John Belushi in Animal House after he gives his, the, uh, was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor speech? Let's do it. Like he gives, it's that kind of moment, but it's not played for laughs. I don't, you know, it just, how that did not get edited out of this movie, I don't know. I mean, the positive about this movie, it's got like, you know, there's a knife through the eye scene there, which is like a, I don't know how they did it. I guess it's a good uh, mix of CGI and, and, you know, practical makeup there. It's pretty, it's pretty good. But there's also like a weird undercurrent of like comedians in this movie. You know, David Gordon Green directed Pineapple Express, which I think for my money is... One of the funniest movies of, what, the last 25 years? I don't even know when it came out. I love that movie. You just got killed by a Daewoo. He's made, you know, Vice Principals, right? He's, he's got those, uh, The Righteous Gems, Eastbound and Down. Talked about on this podcast with Brian many times before. We love those, those shows because they're, they're comedies, but there's also a darkness to them that is kind of creepy and... I thought he was a great choice to sort of bring that vibe and explore the dark side a little more in Halloween. But, oh, Jesus, this movie stinks. Just not a good, it's not a good movie. So, I don't know. What else do I want to say? I, I'm kind of like losing my train of thought here. Lonnie. Lonnie almost makes it to the end. <laughs> the other a gory kill that I was talking about there, you got the knife in the eye. I'm talking about the guy who's dressed up as Halloween as the, uh, as the doctor. I don't know why those two characters are in the movie. A lot, of, a lot of gunplay gone wrong in this movie. First of all, a lot of guns in this movie. Definitely, definitely the most guns that have ever been in a Halloween movie. And a lot of uh, gun mishaps. I don't, know, I don't know if that's some kind of uh, gun control statement, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm, 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 I'm digging, digging deep there. But a lot of like, you know, people in the way of guns, standing where somebody's firing. A lot of that stuff going on. Except, you know... A big confrontation with Michael Myers. Suddenly everyone's lost their guns and are going, to, you know, to two by fours. They're taking on the guy with the two by four. Uh, yeah, this is that one good line where, is it Lonnie that has all the guns? I don't even remember. Where he opens the trunk and the, someone is like, do you got any permits? And I like, ah, for some of them. I remember the 2018 had a lot of like throwaway lines like that. This is pretty much devoid of humor. Other than weirdness, like, like just not even like things that are meant to be humor, like you know, unintentional laughter. Lonnie, again, I'll bring up Lonnie. So a lot of these references, I don't remember the 2018 Halloween. Somebody named Ray died. I guess that's, what is that? That was, that was Laurie Strode's son-in-law. I, I don't remember that. Uh, maybe Crispin Glover played him in the last one. I, I don't freaking know. But so Laurie Strode's granddaughter is also processing the, the murder of her father at the hands of Michael Myers. And uh, Lonnie, good old Lonnie, 
they're in a car together and Lonnie decides, well, okay, her father just died, brutalized by this uh, mass spree killer. Let me tell her about the time her dad and I took peyote and her, her dad like got naked and jumped in a lake. Like, why would you, what? What is that? I mean, maybe like Lonnie. I want the Lonnie movie. They should just make, I want to, I want to reboot completely told from Lonnie's point of view. But yeah, then Lonnie ends up in the attic somehow. He gets, I, I, I missed that. I mean, I don't, I, maybe I tuned out for a second. I don't, I don't, when did, when did Lonnie even show up? I was confused. Oh, and the other, the other uh, kill is when a kid gets, uh, not a kid kid, but you know, younger than me. It's kind of tossed through a staircase type thing at the top of the uh, second floor of a house there. And I guess he's getting his neck broken. I was kind of, I didn't really know what was going on. It was too dark. Uh, but then at the same time, what kind of ruined it for me that his girlfriend, the Laurie Strode granddaughter character is at the bottom of the stairs, like <laughs> basically talking shit to Michael Myers as her boyfriend is getting killed. <laughs> like, I really, it kind of took it away from the, brutality of the kill you kind of don't feel anything because the girl's like yelling i don't know it was it was it just struck me as awkward just weird awkward not in a good way not in a good way like vice principles is awkward and good and disturbing no this is just awkward bad uh yeah so those are my my thoughts oh the undercurrent the 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 comedies the, the comedians i said something on twitter like every comedian from 2002 is in this movie like the dude from uh Mad TV? Is that the guy? Wasn't there a guy on Mad TV who stole somebody's girlfriend? Wasn't like Bobby, what's his name? Bobby Lee would tell that story. But uh, yeah, the guy from, there's a, uh, there's a gay couple in the movie who have moved into Michael Myers' childhood home. And uh, I don't know what to think about the two of them, but... One of them is the dude from Mad TV who used to play that creepy uh, Stuart character. Does everybody remember that? Like he would like he would dress in the weird makeup, and he was a grown man, and he'd always be like shoving his butt in the air, kind of like a dog does. It was really awkward. But uh, I can't. Was it? Is it Michael McDonald? Is that his name? Michael McDonald. Why is it so hard now to find casts on a? Uh, IMDb, I don't get that. But you know who I'm talking about. He's in the movie, which is random. I guess Bob Odenkirk, there's a photo of Bob Odenkirk. I'll call back to the Bob from the first one. And I hate movies where you have to like, stop it. Stop the comic book crap where we have to know every little thing. Easter eggs are for dorks. Cut that crap out. Make a movie that has a good plot, good story. Somewhat believable and packs some kind of punch. It makes you feel something. Other than this fan service stuff. But uh, yeah, Lenny Clark, the most random casting is Lenny Clark, the legendary Boston stand-up comic, is in the movie at the beginning, which is really off-putting because not only is he an old man, nobody wants to see old, old, old men get killed, but it's Lenny Clark. They didn't get that. They killed Lenny Clark and Michael McDonald. So I, it was... Just weird casting to me. And the, the whole movie's weird. It just, I, it didn't work on any level. And I'm seeing, like, I, I, I don't think I'm in the minority here when I say it's a bad movie. I've seen some, I know a lot of the mainstream critics are killing it. I think you got some of the horror-centric 
quote unquote critics who were kissing butt a little bit because that's that's what they do. Uh, but and I've seen random people, you know, hardcore horror fans on on Twitter, sort of divided over it. At least on my feed. So I guess I rambled on and on and on and on. But Brian will be back soon. Maybe we'll even record an, another discussion about this. But I just wanted to get something out there. On freaking Halloween kills. I'm like, I, you know, what's the next one? Halloween ends. Maybe they'll bring uh, PJ Souls back for the next one. Did she die in one of the, in the storyline? I don't know what. Or maybe they'll just make another Friday. This makes this gives me hope. Like, come on, somebody should make a crazy Friday the Thirteenth reboot. Just make it purposefully awful. Just throw all some of these elements and it would work in a Friday the Thirteenth movie. All right, see ya.